Hi, welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Peter Bulmer, owner of Cars Magazine and Jobber News. This is a podcast dedicated to exploring issues facing today's Canadian aftermarket professionals, sponsored by SiriusXM Canada. SiriusXM is making it possible to offer your customers three months of free satellite radio. Go to SiriusXM.ca slash four shops for details. Today, we're joined by Aaron Vaughn, owner of Kinetic Auto in Saskatchewan. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for taking the call. Thank you very much for calling, Peter. My pleasure. So I guess let's dive right into it. 2020 was obviously kind of a weird year. Capped off, you were actually our Cars Magazine Shop of the Year winner. I was. What did that mean to you? That was quite an honor. I've been reading Cars Magazine for almost 15 years since I've been in this trade, and I've really always aspired to be one of those shops of the year and Luckily, I've had a lot of brilliant training over the years, which has been able to lead me in this direction. That's fantastic. And I think, I mean, from all of us here, a big congratulations is in order. And it was very well deserved. Tell us about your shop specifically. What do you do different? What's your motto? And what, what are your kind of beliefs that hold your company together? I think that, well, I guess we can talk about the beliefs first. My reason for starting the shop originally was a need. I needed a place to work, and the place I worked at went bankrupt. And it morphed more into me being able to provide an environment where my staff were supported and trained. And we were able to have a shop where vehicles were repaired correctly first time. That was really important to me. And even as a technician, I had issues with management kind of leading us in the direction of just get it done quick. Don't worry about it being right. I didn't want that to be the case in my shop. And and I want my staff to feel like they're supported in terms of their work, but also as in terms of their personal life. I always make sure that they are happy and healthy as, as best I can. You know, obviously people need to take the reins for themselves at times. I do everything in my power to make sure that my staff are happy and healthy and supported. That's great. And speaking of your staff, you are 100% female owned. I have a female apprentice. My shop manager is male. And honestly, I feel like... I just want the right person in place. You know, I'm not out to only employ women or only employ men or only employ LGBT because I am gay, but because I want to have a well-run business. So I choose the right people for the right job. And if it's a woman, yay. And if it's a man, yay. That's fantastic. And I think being in your position may actually be... Um, more more inclusive than a lot of people. I don't want to say a stigma, but there's always been that you know women can't necessarily do the job a man can. And this, our industry, unfortunately, I would suggest falls into that category. It does. And I feel that over the years, I've, I've had positive experiences. I don't let me, don't get me wrong. I've, I've worked for good people and I've, I've had positive experiences, but I have always felt that I have to work harder and I have to be excellent to be looked at as good. And I'm okay with that. I understand. I, I am a perfectionist myself. So I work very hard to be the best I can be. Yeah. I, I don't think it has changed that much. I still see that women have to work very hard in trades to be able to be respected, I guess. It will continue getting better as more women enter the trades. Yeah. And we were talking off air just before the podcast started a little bit about attracting more kinds of people that wouldn't traditionally come towards this sort of industry. What do you think would be a factor in being able to get these people into our industry and have them be producers for, you know, the industry we all love? I think that 
I think it needs to start with children, really giving girls the impression that this is a career for them, that they, you know, that instead of handing them a Barbie, hand them a car, you know, just give them the option. You know, I, I think that that's kind of where it comes from is, is from when we're children, we're kind of pushing one direction or another and we aren't always aware of all of the opportunities that are available to us. So I think that's where it needs to start is it has to start with, with young girls. And then, you know, even as they mature into teenagers and young women, just allowing them to see that there, that is a possibility. I think that's important. I couldn't agree with you more. And there is two things you mentioned to me as well that I think are worth noting. And I'd love to get your take on a little bit more in depth. One was developing and maintaining professionalism in our industry, in our workplace, and segueing from that. I think training has been lacking or is lacking compared to other professions, other industries, other vocations. Can you speak a little bit towards that? Yes, absolutely. Professionalism is going to be something that's going to be required. I think that we have shops that... You know, not it, it's maybe not necessarily something that they notice or that they're doing consciously, but you know, they they haven't created an environment that is professional where there are you know, I guess policies in place to ensure that everybody's treated equally. I think that's important. Having those policies, having you know, even just a clean washroom to use. You know, I've, yeah. I've even seen that as, as a problem for myself. Yeah. Um, these are just kind of little tiny things. And even like even right down to getting uniforms that fit us. That's been actually for me one of the hardest challenges as well. So like, you know, I think there just needs to be, has to be, there has to be some work put into these businesses to be able to just be more professional and professional conversation and don't hang a nudie magazine in the, in the staff room. And, you know, there's, or nudie calendar in the staff room. Don't have these things around because women don't want to be in those environments. Women want to be somewhere that they feel safe and that they feel like they don't they're going to be treated equally. I think that's a really good point. And specifically, not even just with your female employees, but a lot of female customers as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yes. I mean as, actually, as a customer, okay. even as a man, I wouldn't want to walk in, you know, to a shop and see an, a nudie magazine lying around or a hot rod girl's calendar. No. And, and really, I was speaking at, a, at the Canadian Apprenticeship Forum. I was a, a group in a group of other women on a panel talking about our, our experiences. And a man came up to the podium and just said, the thing is, is once I once I brought women into my business and I started getting rid of all of those magazines and I started getting rid of all, like putting in a, a clean bathroom, he's like the men talked to me and were so appreciative because they really felt uncomfortable with all of that as well. But they didn't feel like they could bring that to management. I, I think that I think that a professional environment is going to be beneficial to both men and women. I, I absolutely agree with you. Now, well, one last question before I let you go. Now, I know you're quite active on social media. Yes. Tell me some of the benefits or challenges you've seen with that, as well as, and the second part of this question is, other shops in your area, is there sort of a camaraderie that you have developed in that community or is it pretty stick to your own lane? Oh no, I have 
actually there, I have quite a few contacts in the area, other shop owners that we work together. Hey, you know, what's your labor rate right now? Or, you know, Hey, let's work together and try to create like a maintenance program or whatever the case may be. You know, we, I, I, there are definitely a few shops in the city that I communicate with regularly. You know, we just talk about business and we talk about, you know, how we can make it better. And again, that's the conversation I think that's important is how can we make this industry better? As a group, all of us working together to make it better. The professionalism is one. Training is another another big one, and that's another one that we have conversations about with the other shop that I have with other shop owners. But we we do need to try and work together. If we don't, and we keep on working against each other, we're just going to race to the bottom, and we're all going to close. So I just feel like if we work together to make this industry stronger and better, we'll attract the right technicians, we'll attract the right front staff, whatever the case may be, and we'll we'll be able to show our clients that we want to take care of them. That's Really, when it comes down to it, that's all a, a shop wants to do, a technician wants to do is fix the car, <laughs> you know. So, and, and we all are honest people in the end. We really are all honest shops. I would have to say perhaps the, the ones that are giving us bad reputations are maybe 1%. In the end, I think the problem is, is communication when there is any type of issues between the client and the service advisor. And that's, again, professionalism. You know, I think that's really important for us to work on that. Yeah, I think professionalism and training. I think that those yeah. are the, the two main takeaways here that I think you've put very eloquently. And I'll leave you 30 seconds at the end here to go over any closing thoughts you might have or anything that, you know, you just wanted to shout out to our audience. I just want to say, hey, all the shop owners out there, like, let's make this industry better. Let's work together, be professional businesses that take care of our clients, make some money so that we can retire one day and take care of our staff so that maybe they can retire one day as well. <laughs> well, that, that's the dream for all of us, I suppose. Isn't it? Yes, it is. Bert, well, I think we're going to leave that there. That was Aaron Vaughn joining us from Saskatchewan. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you. This has been another episode of Auto Service World Conversations with your host, Peter Bowler. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And thank you, as always, to SiriusXM Canada for being our title sponsor.